sensation and psychophysics sensation is defined as perception of stimulus through our sense organs sensations are psychological experiences that are associated with stimuli that haven't been assigned weaning yet sensory receptors are organs that help with sensing stimulus eyes optical visual stimulus ears are for auditory sonic stimulus nose for olfactory or smell stimulus tongue taste gustatory stimulus skin touch tactile stimulus all the above mentioned are connected to the spinal cord for execution of reflex action unconditioned responses psychophysics can be defined as the study of how physical stimuli are translated into psychological experiences as a discipline within psychology it investigates the relationship between physical stimuli and sensations perceptions attached with them quantitatively the focus of this field is the relationship between physical properties of stimuli and the psychological sensations they produce gustav fechner tried to study the mental energy in the same manner as physicists study the physical energy he constantly felt that there should be a lawful relationship between the two he observed in his experimental experiments that inorigia in energy of physical stimuli that increase in energy of physical stimuli led to increase in energy of sensation he also found this to be in agreement with a logarithmic law he evolved a law called psychophysical law and published it in 1860 with the title elements of psychophysics in which he explained the relationship between mind and body forming the basis of psychophysical methods max weber Ernst Weber got inspired from Fechner and gave the Weber-Fechner law which states that change in a stimulus that will be just noticeable is the constant ratio of the original stimulus it is a historically important law since it quantifies the perception of change in a given stimulus importance of psychophysics there's no direct simple relationship between stimuli and sensation the knowledge of psychophysics is important to understand this relationship and to quantify it sensory adaptation is a process that alters the relationship between stimuli and sensation further the concept of threshold is important 
in explaining the field of psychophysics. Sensory adaptation changes the sensitivity of sensory receptors occurring in relation to the stimulus. Definition of Psychophysics Fechner Psychophysics is the exact science of the functional relations of dependency between body and mind. J.P. Guilford 1954 Psychophysics has been regarded as the science that investigates the quantitative relationship between physical events and corresponding psychological events. Andrews 1984 Psychophysics is that branch of psychology which is concerned with subjective measurements. Stimulus Here refers to the physical energy changes in the inner and outer environment of the living organism. In the presence of a stimulus, interaction takes place between the organism's perceptions and the stimulus due to which the organism responds. Note, in spite of the close relationship between physical and psychological dimensions, the zero value of the psychological scale ain't the same as the zero of the physical scale. Concept of Threshold Threshold or Lyman in Latin means a boundary that separates the stimuli that elicite one response from the other stimuli. That is, threshold is a dividing line between what has detectable energy and what doesn't. Threshold or Lyman could be absolute Lyman or Ries Lyman that is RL or differential Lyman DL. Absolute threshold or Lyman Ries Lyman AL or RL it is defined as the value of a quantifiable variable at which a stimulus is just detectable. I think 1972. It is uh, also defined as that minimal physical stimulus value which will produce a response 50% of the time underwood. Rice Lyman is the least intense stimulus to feel or detect. This applies to all our senses but it isn't constant. This term has been coined by psychologists to denote our sensory threshold. That, that is the limit of the senses. It is the smallest magnitude of stimulus that can be detected 50% of the time. That is, in a way it is the median point in statistics. Its existence means that there's always a single level of intensity below, which are never detects a stimulus, and above which one always does in any circumstance whatsoever. 
differential threshold that is difference lyman dt or dl it is defined as the minimum amount of stimulus intensity change that is required in order for a noticeable change to be produced psychologists refer to the amount of change in a stimulus required for a person to detect it as difference lyman this is the second lyman which is termed as just noticeable difference or jnd in short for example when we proceed to increase the weight in one experiment beyond the stimulus threshold the subject reports feels heavier and heavier so the difference between the stimulus threshold and the increased weight is known as differential threshold point of subjective equality pse the respondent subject in an experimental situation is asked to judge the variable stimulus in comparison to the standard stimulus and report whether the stimuli presented appear equal in the cases the respondent that is the subject doesn't always judge the variable stimulus equal to the standard stimulus sometimes stimulus is judged greater or lesser it's possible that in the descending series there may be more number of greater judgments few number of judgments as equal and few others as smaller in the ascending series there may be more smaller judgments few equal judgments and few greater judgments this may occur every trial therefore the midpoint between the upper limit and the lower limit in every trial is taken as point of subjective equality or pse the mean of the ascending and descending series is taken as the subject points of subjective equality means at certain point subjects variable and standard stimulus are equal are perceived equal by the subject psc point of subjective equality equals to arithmetic mean of upper limit and lower limit psychophysical methods to study the relationship between the physical and psychological dimensions the psychophysicists developed three different methods of collection and treatment of data the psychophysical methods are procedures by which the experimenter way quantify relations between a stimulus and the sensation or experiences that follow it also helps to investigate sensory thresholds the psychophysical methods are given by gt fechner first method of average error it is also called 
method of adjustment reproduction this method is used to determine the average magnitude of error in one's perception of a stimulus in using this method the experimenter repeatedly presents to the subject a stimulus of a fixed constant value called as standard stimulus along with a variable stimulus a stimulus whose value can be changed varied the variable stimulus is the comparison stimulus the subject can increase or decrease the magnitude of the variable stimulus until it appears to him equal to the standard stimulus the difference between the value of standard stimulus and the value of the variable stimulus which subject feels equal to the standard stimulus gives an estimate of the magnitude of the error that subject makes in perceiving the standard stimulus the mean of the differences obtained from several observations provides the average or mean error in perception since subject adjusts the variable stimulus to equate the standard stimulus the method is also called as method of adjustment sometimes the constant stimulus is above presented to subject and he is asked to reproduce the stimulus so it is also called as method of reproduction for example subject may be shown a line of fixed length and asked to draw another line of same length by comparing the length of the two lines we get an estimate of error made by subject in perceiving the constant length second is the method of limits that is method of jnd or method of maximal or minimal change method of successive serial exploration this method has principally been used for determination of rl or dl rl is the lower or upper limit of the stimulus value that can be barely noticed similarly dl or differential alignment is the lower of upper limit of the difference value that can be barely noticed basically j and stimuli is rl riemann lyman j and difference is dl differential alignment this value of the stimulus produces a change in the subject's response similarly dl is the limit of the difference between two values of a stimulus that is noticeable this minimal difference is the reason for production of change in the perception of the stimulus 
the procedure for determining the rl or dl by this method involves the presentation of the variable stimulus in a serial order by increasing or decreasing its amount the other method of this method is method of serial or successive exploration third method of, of constant stimuli frequency the chief purpose of this method is to determine the rl or dl this method is similar to method of limits here also the different values of stimulus are presented to the subject each time for determining rl the subject has to respond whether he notices the stimulus or fails to notice it for determining dl the subject has to report whether a particular value of stimulus in same or different form from the standard stimulus that is compared to the constant one note the two methods differ only in mode of presentation of the variable stimulus in method of limits the experimenter presents the variable in a regular increasing or decreasing order and in method of constant stimuli the experimenter changes the value of variable stimuli in an irregular fashion Ex- <coughs> perception perception is the process by which we recognize interpret or give meaning to the information provided by the sense organs perception is not merely an interpretation of objects or events of internal or external world as they exist instead it is also a construction of those objects and events from one's own point of view principles of perception our visual field comprises of a multitude of elements such as points lines and colors but we perceive these elements as organized wholes or couplet objects this process of organizing our visual fields into meaningful wholes is known as form perception principles of perception on introduction to gestalt psychology and principles of perception gestalt psychologists like max wertheimer koller and kafka studied perception and laid out a set of principles and laws that are universally accepted as principles of perception according to gestalt psychologist we perceive different stimuli not as discrete elements but as organized wholes which possess a definite form they believed that form of an object lies in its whole which is greater than sum of its parts and the form of whole and its parts 
some is also perceived differently for example a flower pot as a whole configuration 1 a pot as a whole configuration 2 flowers as a whole configuration 3 in all three all the three objects are perceived differently gestalt psychologist also gave the law of pragnans r it states that human being have a tendency to perceive everything in a organized form that is like a good figure pragnans our cerebral processes are always oriented to perceive stimuli as a good figure or pragnans the most primitive form of organization takes place as figure background segregation when we look at a surface certain aspects of the surface stand out more as separate entities whereas others don't these are the figure and background respectively for example rubens vases figure background is black it appears to be a vase if figure background is white it appears to be as face figure is definite form more organized clear contour or outline stands out more clear limited and nearer while background is relatively formless or not available contourless stays behind the figure more unclear unlimited and distant for the viewer's perspective the six principles of perception are proximity nearness similarity continuity closure common region contiguity proximity or nearness the tendency to perceive objects that are close to one another as part of the same group for example a set of dots b columns of dots c rows of dots proximity changes in both of the cases similarity second principle is similarity the tendency to perceive things that look similar as being part of the same group for example black dots square is similar to the second black dot squares blue dot square is perceived as the group of a blue dot square continuity the tendency to perceive things as simply as possible with a continuous pattern rather than a complex broken up pattern for example arrows going from a towards b and c towards d 
is a simple continuous but case 2 arrows going in a v form from center towards a and d and from center towards p and c and in case 3 arrows going horizontally from center towards a and c and from center towards d and b simple continuous is more favorable than complex broken up that is 2 and 3 fourth principle is closure it is the tendency to complete the figures that are incomplete example skilled artists can give the impression of an entire face just with a few brush strokes as the viewer's perception fills the details for example a dashed image of circle and triangle will be perceived as a complete circle and triangle figure fifth principle is common region this principle says that it is a human tendency to perceive in distinct groups if they have been defined under a common region so instead of being perceived as stars and circles the group 1 comprising four stars is perceived different than the group 2 which comprises two stars and two circles and group 3 is perceived different as comprising four circles these are perceived as three different groups sixth principle is contiguity contiguity is the tendency to perceive two things that are happening close in time together as being related example ventriloquists make sound vocalization without appearing to move their own but move the puppet's mouth instead to suggest that the puppet is speaking this is quantiquity depth perception depth perception is the human eye's ability to see the world around it in three dimensional this ability is in present during birth but it developed during infancy in order to understand the world using depth perception there are cues that are that rely on functioning of the eyes cues could be monocular or binocular monocular cues are pictorial depth cues that require the use of only one eye artists use these cues in their paintings to give the illusion of depth on a flat plane binocular cues are the cues that require the use of two eyes monocular cues first type is linear perspective it is the tendency to see parallel lines being converging seem to converge on each other in real life this apparent convergence arises 
to the distance between the viewer and the end of lines for example convergence of a railway track second linear second monocular cue is relative size relative size is the tendency to view objects that are smaller to be much far away and larger to be more closer filmmakers use this principle by using small models of buildings appear larger and off in the distance for example thinner or smaller is perceived as farther bigger and broader is perceived as closer third monocular cue is overlap or interposition this principle states that if one object is blocking the view of another object then <laughs> then the blocked object is perceived to be behind the first one and hence farther for example if two flowers are there and one of the flowers is covering or overlapping the other flower the flower which is completely visible appears to be nearer while the overlapped one is perceived to be farther for example if there are two circles a and b and a is overlapping circle b then a is perceived as nearer and b is farther apart fourth monocular cue is aerial perspective this principle states that the farther the object is the more hazier it will appear due to the presence of dust dirt and other pollutants in the air this is the reason why mountains in the distance look fuzzy and hazy or blurrier fifth monocular cue is texture gradient objects that are closer to the viewer appear to be distinctly textured but as we look farther to the same object the distinct texture become finer and smooth example watching a brick wall from up close will reveal a lot of coarse texture of the bricks but when we move farther away we don't see that texture anymore sixth monocular cue is motion parallax in this cue the perception of motion of objects which are close appear to be moving quickly than the objects far away example while in a moving car the things closer to you appear to be moving faster than the building or mountains farther than you can than you the objects which are nearer appears to be moving faster and in the opposite direction while the objects farther away seems to be moving comparatively slow and in the same direction 
The seventh monocular cue is accommodation of eye. In this, the brain use, uses information to change the thickness of the lens of eye in response to whether the object is close or far away. This cannot is exercised by ciliary muscles of the eye. Object equals to far, then lens thickens. If the object is close or closer, the lens gets thin. Binocular cues. First binocular cue is convergence of eyes. It refers to the rotation of our eyes in the sockets to focus on the object. If the object is close, then they'll converge inwards. If the object is farther away, far then they'll converge less but a bit less less strong than the inverse if the object is nearer then convergence is very high then the convergence in case of the object placed at a far distance second binocular cue is disparity the difference in images between the two eyes is higher for objects that are closer and smaller for objects that are distant. Differential Threshold or differential linemen. When we proceed to increase the weight in an experiment beyond the stimulus threshold, the subject feels heavier and heavier. So, the difference between the stimulus threshold and the increased weight is known as differential threshold. Psychologists refer to the amount of change in a stimulus required for a person to detect it as the differential threshold. This is the second threshold which is termed as just noticeable difference or JND. Difference, differential threshold is the minimum amount of stimulus intensity change needed to produce a noticeable change. Differential threshold according to Underwood Differential threshold is that physical stimulus difference that is noticeable 50% of the time. According to D. Amato, differential threshold is the minimum amount of stimulus change required to produce a sensation difference. The ability to detect small change in the intensity of weak stimuli or stimulus change required to provide a sensation difference. The ability to detect small change in the intensity of weak stimuli but only large changes in the intensity of strong stimuli was first formally noted by German psychophysicist Ernst Weber 1795 to 1878. This phenomenon is called 
Weber's law. Weber discovered a relationship between the absolute stimulus intensity and the just noticeable difference J and D. The change in intensity of a stimulus which can be detected by an individual 50% of the time. The smallest difference in intensity which can be detected is proportional to the original stimulus intensity is known as differential threshold. Weber's law states that delta i divided by i equals to k. Delta i is increase in stimulus intensity needed to make a j and d. i is stimulus or background intensity and k is Weber's constant. Various sense modalities have different Weber's constant. For example, vision 1 by 60, hearing or loudness of noise 1 by 10, taste 1 by 3, pressure on skin 1 by 7, pain 1 by 30, kinesthetic 1 by 50. It was all about differential threshold. Thank you.